DC, Marvel, DC, Marvel, DC, 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 Marvel, 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 no image or dark horse. Reality is the word. That's disgusting. Hello. That's disgusting. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Geek Chat. I'm Desmond. And I'm Mr. Grumpy. Mr. Grumpy. And who is Mr. Grumpy? My name is Rich. And we're your hosts for this hour-long look into comic book goodness. I like saying yeah, goodness because... Some goodness. Well, I, I think comics in general are good. And They're just I, some shitty ones. Well, of course. There, there's a little bit of poopy ones, as there are good ones in everything we do. I so, agree. Um, so while I make sure that everything is going on, how about you do... Some, uh, some of our our announcements. I hate you. What? So the Geek Chat will be posted on thegeekchat.com and SoundCloud, iTunes, all those Tuesday by one o'clock or when Des gets around to it. Uh, returning shows. We just recorded our point five for this week's CW Marvel cartoons shows, and that will be posted Thursday by one. And it will be back-to-back with our What You Talk About Facebook, which is a half-hour show in which we go to The Geek Chat, where you're watching this from, and we see what everyone's saying, and we give our opinions and reactions to things that people are talking about. It's going to be a long one, because we have a whole bunch of shows that we talked about, so definitely tune in for that one. Yes, we talk about uh, The Flash a lot. That was, I think, one of our longest ones. So It is amazing. We tune love in. you. Um, we're going to be doing a roundtable coming up. We're getting our final ideas ironed out. And uh, that's it. That is definitely it. So, so again, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, normally what we do on this show is we do a couple of reviews and then we talk about a couple of comics that we really, really enjoyed or dis- or really disliked. And those are our, our quote-unquote nugget reviews. So so uh, we're going to go into our nugget reviews first. Rich, if you don't mind. I'll uh, start. So I kind of gave up on this book a long time ago. It is Spider-Woman. This is issue 12. And I don't like the fact she has a kid. I don't like this new costume. But I will say I really liked this issue. I like the direction of this issue. It deals with the porcupine and him as a dad and a trying to be a good guy now. He's a reformed villain. And Spider-Woman, Jessica, is helping him out. And this one was... Jessica, uh, they, she just wanted a day off. They were meeting to go to the beach. Um, she's really, really pissed off at Carol Danvers, like really pissed off about the whole Civil War thing. And the issue was really about Porcupine trying to take down the Sandman. And the cute little twist is they did flashcards on how to beat villains. And when, you know, they show the flashcard and he says what to do. So she's with the kids her kid and um, Porcupine's daughter trying to get them away from the danger because it all happens on the beach. And she's like screaming, remember your flashcards? And he did. And he took him down. It was just a really cute issue. The art was, was doable, but I really liked that this artist took the time to draw in all the chest and arm hair on the Porcupine in his, cause he's wearing these really 
short shorts, these short purple shorts. And who wears short shorts? Porcupine wears short shorts. <laughs> it's it was just a really good issue. I I'm in and out of this book. I started reading it because of Civil War because I like the fact that she really disagrees with Carol and I know a lot of our viewers and listeners, and Terry in particular, is very unhappy with the way Carol is being portrayed. And I like that her best friend is also pissed at her. She is terrible now. She's terrible. She's a t- I just terrible. I mean, I know they needed someone to make Tony look good, but damn. Like, this is full-on character assassination mode that Marvel's doing right now with, with what they're doing with Captain Marvel. I'm sorry. I just I just do not like how she's being portrayed. Nope. And next, uh, this week, we get uh, the next Civil War, so we'll see more of her character. So I'm going to be very sad. This is Astonishing Ant-Man, number 13. It actually made 13 issues, which is good. And he's going to give me a face, I know. But what? I really... I, I'm not saying anything. I really enjoyed this run. And I, I didn't... I, so we go back and we listen. I hated how it started because this story has unraveled from... So it started at the end, and now we see how they got there. And the ride was really, really, really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And it... <laughs> And in it, her his uh, daughter is now Stinger. Mm-hmm. And what? Mm-hmm. No, I'm just I'm just listening. I know to you're you. pissed. I'm just listening to you talk so like <laughs> amazing. You know, uh, uh, giving gushing about this book. I loved that, it. That you told me sucked and shouldn't. And no, should read. I told you the first issue sucked. That <sighs> you could you have two legs, two arms, and a brain. You could have picked up mm-hmm. the issues after that, but you chose not to, yeah. even after I've been gushing about it. So, mm-hmm. buy it and trade. It's trade bait now. <laughs> uh, buy it and trade. Really, <laughs> I really highly suggest when this comes out, I'm going to be recommending it. The best thing, and I hope we get a follow-up, is The Adventures of Ant-Man and Stinger. I don't think we're going to, unfortunately. We probably will, actually. This was so good. You know why? Why? Because we need a uh, we need a comic book to to capitalize on the uh, on the TV show. Sorry, on the um, on the movie. I hope I so really we do. We'll probably get one. I think it's going to be this weird amalgam of all of them. So I think it's going to be uh, Janet Van Dyne. It'd be the Young Wasp and Stinger probably hanging out or something. That'd be like cool. That. But Nick Spencer like a girl's wrote nice. this. Nick Spencer wrote the hell out of this book. Highly recommend it. So that's two good things, Mister oh. Grumpy has. Mr. Grumpy had two things, you guys. Yeah, we're good. Also, before we, we go on, I want to let you know that we are transmitting live on uh, MixLR, if, you, if you're listening to us. Um, please chat in the comments. Let us know that you're listening. We always talk to people. So if you oh, see hi, me, Derek. So if you see me talking on the, um, typing on the... Um, He's doing his homework. Shut up. Don't fall for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually chatting with people, and we're also live on Facebook. So if you go to our live chat on Facebook, you can actually, you know hang out with us too so please feel free to let us know you know what you're thinking about what you're talking about yeah so <clears throat> if you go back and listen to any of the prior ones when we first started reviewing gem and the holograms you will find that both desmond and i raved about this book we said you should read it you should read it it's amazing and i'm here to tell all my fans of jam fans your fans i hate this book now Hate's a strong word. It is a very strong word, Dan. I don't hate this book. I am really disappointed that the art in this book has changed from what used to be a beautiful, stylized, very fashion-inspired, where everyone looked different. And unique. And unique. And now they're reduced to giant mouths 
everyone looking exactly alike and going from having giant eyes to having dots. There's no backgrounds. They're very sparse. Um, you cannot tell people apart anymore. You really can't. It's, it is not a very good book, and it really made it hard to get through to actually read. Because but, mainly, but mainly what you're talking about, though, just to interrupt, is just the artwork. The but, actual story is still there, right? Uh, it's just the art is not really – it's not pushing the, the story forward enough because – Visually, it's – visually, it's I, know, I, I know a lot of people that can read something, and it'll be okay because sometimes um, – I agree with him 100%. Um, sometimes you'll have it, and if the story is really strong, you can make it through the art. I've, I've heard that from a lot of people. And I'm kind of that way, but art is very important to me because for me, it is a, a visual storytelling. And if the art's not there, I have a very hard time caring, and I really didn't even make it halfway through this book. Yeah, I, I, I could not do it. And I agree. You know, art does, you know, even though it is subjective, it's just... You know, and one of you know one of our listeners, you know, Derek says it, and I agree. Yeah. A cartoony style that's this cartoony doesn't carry the weight of the deep storylines. And when you hear deep storylines in Gem, you may be like, "Come on now," but they actually tackle a lot of things in this book. And I think that this arc's art style is not helping the book. In fact, I know a couple people that want to drop it because the art is just not what we were told it would be in the beginning and and even afterwards they had um another couple different artists on it and it wasn't this like the mouths in here literally are giant black like circles for a mouth and their heads are so misshapen it's 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 definitely a a artistic style that does not work with this style and i think i think it's just because it is so different than you know what we've had before. I mean, coming off the heels of Sophie Campbell, it's just—I mean, that's just Sophie set that bar really high, and I feel like this issue, and it's been building the last couple issues because it's yeah, new it art. This issue, just the first page, gone are the very intricately detailed hair pieces or the the hair that was there. Gone are the inspired fashion that they wear. It's Gem and the Holograms. This is not. This book is not Gem and the Holograms anymore. I don't know. That's me. I'm grumpy today. So, what were your books? I don't think you were grumpy. I think you're just being honest about it. Like I, I'm sad. I find it very hard to. I find it very hard to read the book as well. You know, just because of it. I mean, granted, I'm excited for new Sophie Campbell art. You know, in, in her own stuff. But like, I liked Jim because of Sophie Campbell and because. The, and Kelly Thompson is an amazing she writer. She is. And that's I have a ton of respect for. her. I'm not slamming her in any way. I just think that yeah. the art style needs to be adjusted. I agree. So I'm going to start with my nuggets. And a really good nugget that I wanted to talk about is a little book called Usagi Yojimbo. A little book at 150, what number? 158. 158. That's just a little book you might have heard of. So it's Usagi Yojimbo by the amazing Stan Sakai. And I have been reading this book since I was oh, in high school. Pretty. And it, it is... In high, 158 in high school? Well, no, because it's Let's just do different. some division here. Well, no, because... what. He basically started as a much smaller imprint, and then he's moved it from various different um, companies over these over these years. Oh, and so okay. this is the one from D from Dark Horse Comics has been 158 issues, but there have been other ones that he's done in various different uh, 
publishers. Okay. So Fantagraphics, I, I think, is one of okay. them, and a couple other things. So, so this this is just the current incarnation of it is uh, is the one fifty eight. So, okay. so why a, should they be reading it? Because it's the story of I mean, it's feudal Japan, and it is anim and uh, I can never say this word anim anim anamorphic. So they're so they're 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 animals. Uh, but they walk and talk like humans, and they uh, walk on all fours, and it's about this... They walk on twos. Walk on two legs. You said right. all four. Sorry, two legs, and they have hands and stuff. And, and he's, a, he's a ronin, a, a samurai... Anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic, thank you. You're he is a He is a rabbit, and he's a ronin, a, a masterless samurai who wanders Japan and gets into all these different adventures. I mean, that is, in a nutshell, the series, but it is the cast of characters that Usagi meets uh, during his journeys that really make the uh stories shine and stan sakai has been doing it for a very long time um and but everything he tells is, it sounds very everything is fresh and they're usually one and done stories sometimes you'll get uh maybe like a two story a two issue arc or a three issue arc um but gone are the days of him writing like these these sweeping epics because he used to do that a while ago um so it's just very much like this this love letter, and then this one particularly, number three one fifty eight, is called uh, "The Fate of the Elders," and it's a story about uh, sacrifice and how people sacrifice, how how the elderly sacrifice um, themselves for youth to live, and it's just it was just a very um, emotional kind of story that's so it's just so somber in its presentation and and it's just stan sakai really i don't i don't i mean this is one of those ones where i don't really want to give away too much because if you decide to read it it's uh i just don't want to give it away because i really think that you should try usagi yojimbo it's something definitely out of your wheelhouse it's a one and done type of situation and if you and if you like it um you can always go back and, and buy more it's not a really huge investment for a really good quality story and the art is done the art the writing the inking the lettering i think i think lettering is actually done by stan sakai like yeah everything is done by stan sakai it is he's just fantastic so this was my number one it's always a banner week when usagi yojimbo comes out you read it first it's one of the first ones i read no so it's, it's like, in that top pile top yeah of the pile? It's, in, it's in the top of the pile it's like and, and if and if it's um and if it's invincible in Usagi, then I have to like flip a coin or Ooh, something. They duke um, it out. <laughs> I have not read this yet. I I don't know why I didn't read it. It's one of my the top of my pile books, and I missed it. So the next one we're gonna read or we're gonna talk about is Black Hammer, and this is one of my gold nuggets. As is gold. Usagi, is because this this book really should have been uh, a JLA type of book because it is so good, and the, and the things that uh Lumiere is doing is just really great in this book. I mean we get to see these characters who are trapped on this in this What did you call him? It's Lumiere, right? Oh, okay. Lemire. Le Jeff Lemire. Lemire. Right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> uh so I Jeff thought you said Lumineer. No. It's like what the hell's Lumineer? No. Well, that sounds like a good name for a comic. Anyway, so Black Hammer is these people that are trapped on this on this kind of pocket dimension Earth, and they can't leave. And then people try to make the best of it. And so Slam Slam Abraham is this you know old school. Um, I guess he'd be close to like Captain America, but he'd never got like a soldier serum. He's just trained to do this, and he's basically an older guy who's been fighting crime since since the forties, but he doesn't have. 
um, Captain America super soldier, super soldier serum. And so he's having these flashbacks to the time when he was feeling like, like he had given up his life to become a superhero. Now he finally has this, this life that he wants to live in this pocket dimension. And he's found love and, and, he wants to be able to to experience it, but he has all these other people around it. him that basically hate it and want to get away from it. And and this is a dinner party. It's all a dinner party where where one of the outsiders comes in and meets them all. She, and so the date finally happened. Oh yeah, and it's really oh my god. Uh, was it Golden Girl? She hates that. No she, no 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 no. no. She, you have no. to see. I don't want to spoil it for you because you haven't read it yet. But the shit she does in this book. Well, she hates being there. No 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 no. no. She she really she really acts a fool at this. At this Ooh. dinner. Well, so in case you don't know, she's actually like an 84-year-old. Yep. She's, 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 she's the same age as, as, as Slam so Abraham. So she's a, an older lady that's now stuck in the body of an 8-year-old? Yes, because what her powers, what her powers and... does is she gets older, but every time she says her magic word, it's like a Shazam sort of uh uh, a Shazam sort of story in which every time she says her word, she's reverted back to a little girl. So now she's real little. And, and she then she has it. to grow up again. <laughs> so every time she says it, she has to goes back and then she grows up again. She hates doing that because she just wants to be old. And so the last time she did it, she got trapped in this earth. And so the, the magic can't reach her to this new place where she is. So she's trapped. And, and, and she basically wiles out because here's, here's, you know, Slam Abraham trying to make a life in this, in this world. And she hates him for it. Mm. And it's just, an, uh, this, it's a really good book. You guys, we're going to be, this will be one of our recommendations issue trade issue four, um, is out. You should go pick them up. If you haven't read them, it's a really good story. And it's, and it's a superhero story, but it's not, it's a story about family, but with, with superheroes in it. Um, that's fair. So and that's what I mean. Like they all work together. Okay. It's a really good book. So my last one is, is not really a, a nugget at all. It's like, I'm just throwing this a bone and not even a good bone at that. It's a uh, death of X number two of four of four. And this is like, I they should call this the death, the death of my heart for mutants because <laughs> this book right here is, systematically just destroying my 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 love of mutants it's really hard i mean and and the one reason why i bring it up is because frank has always said and frank is listening so you know frank has always said that the cloud the the terrigen mist cloud that is that is you know moving snaking its way around the earth you know, if Storm is so powerful and Crystal is so powerful, they should be able to move it. But for whatever reason, Crystal, you know, who is a super powerful, you know, elemental, elemental inhuman, Storm, who's like a, god, a goddess, and this new guy whose power, I have no idea what his power is, but he's awesome, I guess. He can do anything because he's there. Try to redirect the, 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 um, Terrigen the, the mist mists, and they just barely do it. And I'm like, what is this cloud? Like, what what is it? I know Frank has said you know, it's, it's lazy writing, and at used one the same point, thing, and I'm just at like, one point, you said it was alive. Maybe it is. I have fucking have no idea what's going on. But this it's just, plot device is so we're over it. It's so encompassing that it's like it's just like killing like these the these core the, these set of books. I just don't like. I don't understand it. I don't like it. And then Scott. Scott issues through with with um the cuckoos and Emma and Emma touches every mind on the planet to say that it's a war now because they want to protect mutants because mutants are 
are, I guess, a minority because last time I checked, there was only like a hundred and something of them anyway, unless I, I guess a few started pro- cropping up. So now he's like, you know, the Inhumans, you know, it's us against them and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, really? So you're, 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 you're declaring war without even talking to the Inhumans first? It's like, wh- I know you're an asshole, Scott, but, but why are you like, why can't you just talk to them? You know, and why is why can't you be a cooler? I don't know. Just it just the whole thing just just reeks of like just just stupid angst in order to to try to fight. You know, it's like it's like whenever you watch. So hate angst. No, no, it's just I just I just hate angst for the sake of angst, and it's just like that's what this is. There's no reason why Scott couldn't have talked to to, to them, and they could be working together to make a cure. And and I get we love you know beat em ups we love you know when when teams I'm really fight. sick of heroes fighting heroes I am so <laughs> so can we have the age of villains maybe in Marvel Oh no because all the villains are becoming heroes now <laughs> Yeah that's why there's no villains to fight Yeah so so uh, again I didn't really like it So uh, we spent way too much time on our nuggets and I apologize for that yeah. But but I just ugh, that that book ugh. But let's talk about a book you love I did. Love. I, I, I really enjoyed this book. And if you are not reading uh, Spider-Man, The Clone Conspiracy and its tie-in, which is Amazing Spider-Man, you were really missing out. Yes, on this time some it's really the other good... way around. Yeah. like I know we, we a couple of uh, episodes ago we were talking about, like, is this is a book that says a tie-in to an event really worth it? Because a lot of those, uh, um, not Secret, Secret Wars, not Secret Wars, it was Civil War. Civil War. Thank you. Those tie-ins didn't really help the story move it forward. And that's no, what Secret Wars was. is what you're talking about. Secret Wars. Thank you for the the tie-ins that had nothing to do no, no, with no, the main Civ- story. No, Civil War. Civil War. Because we were talking about like the fucking Ulysses. Why don't you say all of it? Yeah, all of it. This one here, this amazing Spider-Man we're going to talk about, you should be reading it if if you're reading the Clone Saga. It is great. Another way around it because I was helping people, and they read Spider-Man, and I said, "Oh, do you want to pick up the Clone Conspiracy?" No, I'm like. and I try to explain how it works, how Marvel's doing this is you're going to get the issue of clone conspiracy and then the following Amazing Spider-Man will directly relate. And it's kind of weird that the storyline built up in Amazing and he just, like, boom, right out of the gate. That's what that number one was. Um, So it's Spider-Man Superior, Amazing Spider-Man number 20, Dan Slott and Christos Gage, writers... Giuseppe Camicoli, the penciler. The inker was Cam Smith and Giuseppe Camicoli. Jason Keith was the colorist. And VC's Joe Caramanga was the letter. Great. It, it, if you read Clone Conspiracy, you see at the very end, Doc Ock comes back. Yep. Finally. In his old body. In his old round body. And now it really is his how. body. It really is his body. Yeah, it is his body. And that is what this issue did. This issue took it back to it was it, it recapped everything that Otto did in Spider Man's body. So it's nice nice little recap. No, it didn't. Yeah, right through here it did. Well, not even but that was only like one page. I liked I liked the, what I liked about it. That go ahead, was I'm cool. sorry. I'm going, I'm sorry. Well, I wanted to say it it you learn about how he came back, what has happened to the body, and what happened to his body, and the fact he had an AI of Oh, I forgot her name. Anna, not Anna. Um, Anna. Remember. Anna. Yeah, it was Anna. I was right. Yeah, the 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 the, the little person who who he was in love with. So not only do you get backstory on how he comes back, you get more backstory on the pill. Yep. You find out what the pill is. 
and why it does what it does because yep. you, because these people have to take the pill because their body will de- will 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 degenerate and and start to decay and so it's not the mind control you thought it was exactly uh, but he needed Doctor Octopus in order to uh, well Doctor Octopus says I can perfect it something you can't yeah because and I love it like he Dan Slott writes Doctor Octopus so well like he like he the, his confidence in himself knowing he's going to get beaten is amazing and the fact that it's amazing no no it's but superior what I liked about <laughs> it was was Dan Slott because he's the only writer and architect of this of this is that when when Doc Ock went back into his body the remnants of Peter Parker was still there and he had to destroy it he had to and, fight him. He had to destroy that in order to regain his his full body, and that was amazing. Just little things like that. See, and this is what we miss in in people who were just you know dealing with one book, and that is their book. And I just like, I mean, granted, he writes Silver Surfer too, but I don't think about that one. But this is such a good series. Like now, you know what's interesting that they noticed uh, that I noticed the checklist Prowler is involved heavily. Prowler one through five. Yeah. And Silk, because in Silk, they're bringing back Maddie Franklin, which she was out a long time ago. Yep. She was a spider girl. My Madam Web's coming back, too. I know. I can't wait for that. Um, She's highly... um, J. Jonah Jameson, it's his... Is it his daughter or something? They're related somehow, I think. She's coming back from the dead, and he has to deal with this. And I hope, I really hope that... Uh, somehow Jay learns that she was brought back from the dead and he'll blame Peter even more if it's, if it's found out about new you, that's what I'm hoping for some drama. Uh, and it's not angsty drama. That's what I like about it. So I cannot wait. Seriously, guys, this is, this is one of those Marvel events that I know we get a lot of events, but this one is really good so far. And it just, it's sort of like, you know how, um, Hickman, did the, orchestrated the whole the the secret wars thing this is what dan slot did for spider-man and it's really really good it's really good and i would say well we haven't read the other tie-ins but if you just want two books that's a two book event and i think that's pretty good oh uh, we're really sorry if the stream is bad today guys we're going to be doing something about that so the next book we're gonna we're gonna review is Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye from DC's Young Animal uh, imprint. What do you call it? I call it Young Animal. Uh-huh. Moving right along, <laughs> written by uh, Jared Way and John Rivera. Uh, cover and art by Michael Ivan Oming. Cover and interior, sorry, cover and interior colors by Nick Ferrardi. Uh, letters by Clem Robbins. Wow, those letterings a little. That poor guy. There, well, it's all done by computer, so. Yeah, but his name is this big compared to everyone else. <laughs> and if he didn't letter the book, you'd have nothing to read. I think letters need to get a little bit more recognition. I do. I agree 100%. So. Mr. Gumpy. Uh, shut up. You hated it. No, I didn't, actually. He said this was the worst piece of fucking trash ever. I did not. He didn't. I did not. I, I actually, I did. it was a, this was a young animal imprint that I actually liked. I, I enjoyed it. I. This is the fourth book, right? This is the third book. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Doom Patrol, Cave Carson. And Shade, uh, Shade. The Changing That's Girl. It. Oh, this the is the third one. book. And then Mother Panic starts. That's the fourth one. That's it. That, that comes out uh, this week. It does? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, this supposed to be... You, you're the one that told me this. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway. Read the book. 
So, Cage I Carson's... love the last page. That's what I liked about this book was the last page. I am not lying. What? I, I th- what? So you like the Wonder Twins thing? No. Because there was this weird kind of Wonder Twins thing at the back at the end. That. Yes, you liked his butt. Um, so there was this weird Wonder Twins sort of pseudo like little Nemo thing at the end of this book. I have no idea what was happening, but it was the Wonder Twins, and I was like, "What?" Anyway, Cave Carson's. Oh. I didn't read that. Yeah, Cave Carson's wife dies, okay. and he's having some weird visions with his cybernetic eye, and he, he weird stuff is happening. I guess there was something that happened, and see, I have no idea who Cave Carson is. I didn't even read the who's who, because I wanted to come into this fresh to see what they were going to do with this character, and it's interesting. He has a cybernetic eye that, that looks and is able to see, uh, quote-unquote, different I don't want to say realities, but different dimensions or something. I don't know because he keeps having this weird psychedelicness with the with the with the eye. But his wife died, and his his sister's is sorry, his daughter's estranged, and his team of explorers, uh, they're they're kind of working together because I guess they explore various different unknown. It's kind of like they they crossed uh, Cave Carson with Challengers of the Unknown, maybe I don't know, but. But um, his wife died, like I said before, and his daughter is estranged, and he is trying to stay with in grips with like reality because his eyes all freaking out. Um, and then he takes the eye to Doctor Magnus, which I was so excited to see, you know, because I love. And Dr. then we Adams, see the metal man, and I love the metal man. So it's awesome that they're going to be in this book. Like I'm so excited for that. Which makes me think, are they in the new fifty two? Or is, don't say that. Or sorry, are they in the fifty two? Sorry, are they in DC Rebirth? Rebirth. Okay. Or are they in Cave Carson? They're because, not. They're in Young Animal. Uh, that's what it looks like. And then, and then for whatever reason, he calls uh, Wild Dog at the end, and I'm yeah. thinking, why did he call Wild Dog? Just, I've been holding on to that secret for a while. And now. then, and then this weird kind of like creature comes out of of someone from another planet or the dimension that he went to, and this weird technical monster is attacking him. So I don't know. It just it just seems like a fun adventure story with you know DC characters that that I like that are topical with what's going on in um uh what's going on in uh Arrow. And I got to see the metalman, so I was like, okay, like this is actually a young animal book that I'm probably going to pick up number two wow, to see what's going that. on. Because I again, I was not impressed with Doom Patrol, and I was not impressed with uh, Shade. But this Cave Carson book really wasn't that bad. I mean, it took a minute to get used to Homing's um, art. Yeah, it took a little. It, it takes a little. You use you have to kind of a little bit because he has a very stylized you know look, and I never really read anything else from him mm. so i was like okay you know but but i think you should i think if you're if you're looking for something that's like a little weird but not too weird because i'm getting like I'm, i feel like i'm going to be getting a um i feel like i'm going to be getting a robinson caruso on mars kind of thing this weird explorer kind of thing so i don't know I, right. what did you think um i liked the last page well, you just like seeing you just like seeing Wild Dog's butt. That's all. Well, no, actually, Wild Dog. I really love the fact that they had his costume hanging, and seeing the Metal Men were fun too. And that's what I'm going to say about this sh- this issue. See, you're right. Everyone says it. You know. Everyone says what? That yeah. is the Challenge of the Unknown. So I, I like. I'm excited. I was a fan of Challenges of the Unknown before. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I want to see what's going to happen. So yummy. Okay, do the thing real quick. Oh, do the thing real quick. Uh, where'd you throw it at? Oh shit! You're always throwing stuff. 
This guy over here. Okay, so so now we're going to do our uh, 30-minute commercial for the Geek Chat. Um, You can find us at thegeekchat.com. You can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on Facebook under the groups. Go to Facebook, search the groups for the Geek Chat. You can find us on Stitcher, Tumblr, Google Plus, because why not? And you can find us on YouTube as well. But wherever you go to look for uh, Geek Chat information, always search the Geek Chat. So go to Google, search the Geek Chat, and I'm sure something will pop up because we're we're growing, everybody. We're gonna be everywhere. You can't you can't miss us. It's gonna be amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was my break. Thank you. I, uh... All right. The next book we both agree that you should be reading. You should be reading. If you are in love with Marvel, uh, Captain America, you want a nice backbone to some of the other books, you should be reading Captain America, Sam Wilson. We both agree you should read both books. But this week, Take Back the Shield, it's a number one of a new story arc um, written by Nick Spencer. Artist is Paul Renaud. Color artist is John Roch. Letter is VC's Joe Caramanga. I always get his name. So, what do you think of this book? You first. All right. I actually like this new artist. Daniel Acuna is the artist that's been on this. What is it? It's for a while now. He started uh, it, right? He did not start it. I think he started. He came on. I think on issue two, but he actually might have started it because he's been around for a very long time. And that is a painted style, which some yes. people either love or you hate. But this guy did a this guy did a couple issues of um, Captain America, the Steve Rogers Captain America too. Yeah. I think it's a very clean cartoon style. So in this I'll Flag I Smasher, it was very realistic style actually. That too, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Flag Smasher and Ultimatum is back again. We got the Watchdogs on the TV show, and Ultimatum is back. I was excited to see uh, Ultimatum and uh, Black, Black Smasher. Smasher. I was it. like, yes. Like, this is what you do. You go back, you dust off those characters, and you make them relevant. And yep. this was amazing. This Both books are very political, and this one especially being Sam Wilson. Um, the public, there's there's parts of the public that don't believe he should have the shield. You know, the idea that Steve Rogers, the real Captain America is back. Why doesn't he want the shield back? Why is it why is it that he's allowing this black man to take his place? This imposter. Yeah, there, there's this big it's it really is mimicking what's going on right now in America. Yeah, because and what's like, been going on. Yeah, because Captain America in America in real life, just you know, Sam Wilson, you know, in real life needs to give that chi- that shield back to, you know, Sam Wilson in real life. Because it's, because it's, I mean, it's, it's parroting, you know, what's really going on in America. It is. Are, 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 are you trying to say like Donald Trump should give Hillary back the shield or something? The shield. <laughs> so if you are reading Steve Rogers. Which you should be. You already know he is now really Captain from the beginning Hydra. from Hydra. He's Captain Hydra. And he was behind something that had to do with the death of Banner. Yep. I don't want to give too much away because we really—it's a good book, and in this you learn everything he did. Sam Wilson got a man killed. He is so calculating. And you find out in the last two pages, Steve Rogers has set it all up. There's a reason why he's not taking the shield back, 
and he just wants America to break Sam Wilson. And I thought it just continues to be a great book from okay. the very beginning. Okay, so here's my question about this book, and I, and I was thinking about it. I was thinking about because because he writes both, both books. books. Yep. So he is very he, so he's very deliberate in what he's doing. I think he writes Thunderbolts too, doesn't he? No, he doesn't write Thunderbolts. I'm sorry, no, he doesn't. Someone else. So he's very deliberate in showing these two Captain Americas: one black, one white, one striving for the American way, one striving for their version of the America way, which is which is a Hydra. Uh, Hydra form. And they're moving in parallels together. Do you think this is working? Do you think people are enjoying this because the Captain America is so different than what... what they're used to because I think that was what was so polarizing about Captain America saying hail Hydra at the beginning and to watch this unfold now and showing that he has this much larger scale to bring about like a better world America to make America great again. Exactly. So it's like this weird sort of like, so that's how I see it. It's like, it's like this Captain America is like the means justify the ends now of, of what's, of what's going on because he wants to make quote unquote America great again. Yeah, he's murdered. And I he's think allowed other people to murder. He's allowed other people to get murdered. Yep. You know, and he has manipulated people to murder other people. Yep. And, and I'm just like, and I love it. This, I love so it. You, so, so, but do you think that, that, the readers are lo are loving it or liking it. Like what I would love to see the numbers on this book because I have a feeling that if people are not reading it now because of you know the anti cap sentiment, the the anti that is um, very true. I have a lot of people that are are not happy with this. And I'm thinking, but but and they're not reading on. They're not reading this book. They're not doing what you said. They don't see that both books are working in tandem to tell an even bigger story. And I want to go in real quick just to say. Hold on. Yeah, let me, let me finish ahead. this thought. I was talking with a uh, customer, Eric, a couple days ago, and we were talking about events. Uh, events meaning forced events that are just made like Civil War, which feel forced in some ways. And then you've got this. I really think that the next event should not be a big event. It really is Steve Rogers is the spine of the Marvel Universe, if they did this. Because he is in so many different... He's in Uncanny Avengers. He'll be in the new Avengers probably at one probably. point. If he can man just manipulate and get all this from behind the scenes, wouldn't you as a reader think that's more organic to see how Marvel's unfolding using one of its characters this way? Not making an event. You can have books tie in, but to have the Captain America book and Steve Rogers be the reason of the event. Well, that's... I mean, that's sort of what Hickman did, you know, and, and this is sort of what Welcome to Pleasant Hill was sort of about. Supposed to be. And yeah, and but I think, but here's the thing about, about that that book. I think Nick Spencer, and I really wish it was a fly on the wall at some of those Marvel Summit meetings, but I think Nick Spencer was like, look, let's do this thing because I really want to tell this story. And he used that opportunity to get Steve where he needed to be. Exactly, to, in order to become Captain Hydra because he had a much larger story to tell but i'm more interested in that larger story 
me personally because of the because of a Captain America Steve Rogers has been around for so long. Yep. So many people trust him. The president trusts him. Like he is that character that touches everyone. That feels more organic than Captain Marvel changing everything about who she's ever been. Yeah. Versus Iron Man just to bring about this new change. I think a change from within the storylines to me i would want to i would want to read yeah i really want to see because i really <laughs> yes he can touch you um <laughs> i really believe that this book will not get the accolades it deserves until after it's over especially until, not this issue until after until after um it's all said and done and captain america goes back to being himself which i is going to be a sad day um well no i don't think it will be you know why? why? Because now Captain America... erase everything? Nope, because now Captain America... Hopefully, they won't puss out, but Captain America will have to will have to remember and resolve all the things that he did while, while he was... While Hydra? He was, while he was Captain Hydra. Now, that's the story that I want to hear. Like, this fallen hero having to now rebound after all the stuff. And I know they're probably going to give him a pass because it was the, it was the, the Cosmic, Cosmic Q, Q baby, baby and all the other bullshit. But I really want that story to happen. Like, I really want to see that. This was a really good issue, you guys, and it's a really and Steve Rogers has been good. Like, get over your bias about saying this is not my captain because I made that mistake. I made that mistake with Superior Spider-Man. Uh, yep, you did. And and I don't want to make that mistake now. And I don't think you should either. It's really, really good. It's intelligent writing. It makes sense. It's not lazy writing. No, by any means. And the art is just fantastic. Like, if you're gonna read a Marvel book, I would read that one. Um, uh, next book we're going to talk about is Black Panther number one. The cruise starts. If you notice, we're doing a trend now. So these are all actual continuing stories, but they're number ones, which is their. It's a. I guess it's sort of like a jump on. Yes, part. these are all meant to be, um, and that's how I've been looking at them too. If someone comes in new to a book, that's a number one, and we'll be talking about one later that didn't work. But for the most part, if you're questioning or you want to get into a new you know series the number ones on the, the regular over here are going to be the ones to pick up i don't and know I mean, though you got to do a little work i don't know though it was kind of this you book to, you have to do a little work though you gotta because, do a little work because it's not it's not because so, like look if this is a jumping on point then why is you know t'challa handcuffed in front yes. of um who's that guy I can't remember who it is anymore i don't know Anyway, so uh, this was written by uh, Tanazi Coates, uh, pencil and layouts by Chris Browse, uh, inks and finishes by Carl Story. Maybe that's why it was a little bit different because the inks and finishes was done by Carl Story. That's what I mm. yeah. Color artist was Laura Martin. So uh, letter was VCs uh, Joe Sabino. Oh, you got Joe Sabino. And the design was Manny Maduros. And I guess the design is like this right here. Like the cover, I mean, sorry, the the letters, not the letters page, the uh, the acknowledgments page. I think that's what it is. Maybe the logo. Maybe the logo. But yeah, so we get a, we get we get uh we get three stories going on simultaneously. We get cap uh cap, we get <laughs> Captain Panther. No, we get Captain Bla Panther. We get um we Black get, Panther. Yes, we get Black oh, Panther Jesus. and and Storm. No, 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 no. We get. His name is Ezekiel Stain. Sorry, oh, so we get Stain. we get Black Panther and you Fenris know, is back. I don't know how, but they brought Fenris back. No, I was thinking about. I was, I was thinking excited. About the, I was trying to think about like a really good way to call because like I love it how like all the black folks came to his rescue. They're the crew and, yeah, with the K. I know it's it's I don't know and oh, no, like that's the C. It does it say K on the inside? 
I don't know. And and and, and Misty Knight, she is like hella straight up in here. She's just like, she's just like I've never seen her, <laughs> you know, this like you know Afrocentric in a book in a book in a very long time. Like like her her mannerisms, what she's saying, her the quotes that she's saying mm-hmm. is like very like you know okay you know, and I really like it. I I really like you know uh, Coates's take on on her character she's very strong black you know nubian princess although storm is there and she's a queen uh but yeah they they come to his aid uh the finris was a queen she was a queen yes finris comes and they start attacking and then i love to see the finris i love seeing finris um the vanisher is there yeah that the vanisher pops in i'm like this makes no sense but okay they're working together i don't know um but they're trying to stop you know, Ezekiel Stain from taking the vibranium and then making doing something with it. I don't know, some armor. And then it was great because T'Challa beat beat the crap out of Stain while he was still handcuffed. With you know, it was amazing. He didn't even try to free himself. He just whooped his ass. And then we have like the we still have the internal um with Shuri. Yeah, we still have no not not that. We have the internal stuff with um with uh uh Changam 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 Mir. Changamir, who who is talking about uh, what's and and Tetu, which is t- and uh, Zinzi, and they're talking about how um, oh, this yes how Wakanda is corrupt and they want to and they want to uh, burn it from within, you know, to 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 for it to be able to re-grow. live again and re regrow. So they're they're down with you know the. Um, down with the with the Black Panther and the Panther God and all that stuff. So so that's going on. And then we have and then we have the sister who is who is still in the the Panther realm. She's finding out who she is. Yeah, she's finding out who she is. But I really cannot wait for her to come back because I really liked her version of the Panther. I thought she was really a strong character and her giving her life to save you know, her people. And then you know she's on this vision quest almost. It's really good. I mean the the the, the book is. It's fun. It's interesting. I like the where it's going. I like the internal dialogue, um, about the people and the people that 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 he has to um he protects. I don't know. It's just it's just a fun, interesting book, you know. And Luke Cage being there and everybody else. Like, what you think? You didn't like it? I was disappointed. Really? Why? I I know you didn't like I didn't so, I know you didn't like Vanisher because because you didn't think Vanisher was was, was been really there. was Should've really been out there. of character. Yep. Um. For me, the art in this book is it's a good art style. What drove me nuts, and it's on every fucking page they fight, these weird starbursts where when people get hit, it's it's with the stars. It's, it's every page. I, I hated it. They're 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 impact. They all look alike. It did not work. All the starbursts looked fake. And it was it just something about the art. Maybe it was I don't know. Maybe it was the inks. I the art's just not. I don't know. I, I wasn't impressed with this book this week. But was I that just the was <laughs> was that the um, this and as a number one to pick up? I agree with you. It this is the wrong place to put a number one. Well, because it's like it started off with the fight scene. It's like you know if you could really like bring him in a little bit easier or something. I mean, I don't know. Nah. Not not to say but that read, uh, although, although not to say that the number one for uh, for uh, Steve Rogers or um, Sam Wilson was any better. I mean right. I don't I don't know these these jumping on ports are are really kind of weird now or how they categorize it's a jumping on point. Well, not really. But. I know you don't read words, but did you see I it was Jazzy so Jeff? 
Yes, I thought that was really kind of cool. You did read that. Yes, oh, thank you. Ew, I hate you so much. I know you do. So the next book, which is a real number one, which says number one on it. And, and it's a jumping on point. It is. Because if you're reading, because if you read the last issue of uh, Civil War, then you'll definitely know what's going on. Because we obviously didn't. Yes, so that Sorry, is I'm the infamous Iron Man, the bit, Rise of I'm Doom. A, I'm a bit bitter because throughout this whole better today. because throughout this whole book, we were left to infer what happened to Tony Stark. Is he dead? Is he alive? Is is he a comatose? Is he turned into a shrimp? We have no idea. All we know is that he you downloaded love shrimp. I do love shrimp. Uh, fried. Um. Uh. Did did they? Can down- you eat that now? Oh, I can uh, that they uh, they basically downloaded his 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 consciousness into into an AI program. But this is what happens when the event gets delayed two months and then they add an extra issue and the storyline continues because marketing machine has to continue. So, um, Brian, if you're, if you're hold on, if you're if you're oh. listening, uh, if you're listening on Mixlr, let us know uh, what you think happened to him. If you think he's dead or not, and if you're watching on Facebook. Uh, let us know too. Do you think he's dead? I think he's dead. I, I think they killed him because someone had to die at the end of the Civil War, the first one, and that was Steve Rogers. And I think uh, Iron Man, uh, Tony Stark, died in this one. So when you read the last issue of Invincible Iron Man, which came out a couple weeks ago, Tony and uh, Carol actually have a conversation and they reference, they talk about killing. What are you going to do? Kill me? And she says, if I have to. See, so, why would she say that? Like, the, ugh. So, so let's get this over with. Brian Michael Bendis was the writer. Alex Maleev was the artist. Matt Hollingsworth was the color artist. VCs Clayton Cowles did the lettering and production. And the cover was Alex Maleev. I yep. uh, just... I have to say, Maleev's uh, art is not as scratchy as it's been in the past. You notice that? For his international Iron Man, you hated it. No, I didn't. not that I hate it. It's just, yeah, he doesn't hate he's anything. Much more, it's much more refined. I just didn't like it. He is such a strong word. Which is. Um, so the beginning of it starts off with the hood back when the Illuminati was around. Yep. But they were called the Cabal. Yes. But the Illuminati was the good guys and they had their little, you know, rat pack. They were the ones that sent the Hulk off into space. And the bad guys started their own back when Loki was a female uh, with the Cabal. And the hood has always been a dick. Always. And he just... Would not stop goading Doom. And he wasn't goading him. I think he was asking about his, like, are you really as powerful as you say? And Doom's all, yes. And he's like, but you did this. He's that's like, goading. He's if like, you I don't did. accept that first yes, that's goading. You think it is? Yeah. I thought he was just trying to be like, you're really cool, man. You know, blah, blah, blah. I think at the end, he kind of yes. goaded him at the end. And then when he was talking about, like, then why are you going to do all this? But that is your transition. <laughs> that's the transition that Bendis uses from what Doom would do in the past to how now he's supposed to be a hero. Well, in his eyes, he's going to be a hero. And he takes on El Diablo, which... I love that character. You do? I love El Diablo. Sorry, I, I love... I mean, I do? love. Oh, shut up. I love uh, characters that have to deal with alchemy. Something about, something about alchemy has always... Um, that's always fascinated me, you know, although I, I can't be a chemist to save my life, but Diablo... Math is hard. Yeah, Diablo, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, anything that has to do with transmute. Like, I loved Element Lad. Just, I love stuff like that. And I, I love his costume. He's awesome. So he takes out El Diablo. Which, and that was a fantastic fight. Yep. 
You know, well, it wasn't really a fight, but yes, what he did was he, he was still so condescending to him too. He's like, "You're a third-rate hack," you know. That's why no one gives a shit about you. Like Doctor Doom is so cool. He's so just like, "You can't fade me, bitch." It's like I love him, and now he's gonna be a good guy. What? And he actually talks to the digital projection of Tony Stark, and that's why we're like, "Yeah, I, he, you know, I, he's dead." I, I just think that this is going to be a better I don't know because we have we have two people one from DC one from Marvel we have Lex Luthor being Superman and now we have Doctor Doom being Iron Man and I for me it's a race to see who can be the better villainous hero because they have some really big shoes to fill and that's uh, Doctor Octopus's when he was uh, the superior Spider-Man. I'm telling you. I know that every I know that that's the new shtick now is it making is. is making, you know, evil people good. And, but I want to see. Like I really liked how Doctor Doom is being written now. It seems like it's a progression. I really want to know more. What happened to to make you change? I know at the end of um at the end of uh, Secret Wars when he was looking out and he he took off his mask and and, and he didn't have this pretty yeah and he was pretty. It's like was that enough? Was that it? Like he he, he now he doesn't have this scar or did Franklin or um Reed. Yeah, did they change his mind? Did they fuck with his mind? That's why, like, like I have so many questions about Doctor Doom's character that I hope they answer that that they at least allude to. Do you think anyone remembers? Yeah. You think Doom? I think Doom remembers. Now, in this spoiler alert, uh, no, T'Challa remembers. I'm sorry, T'Challa remembers. Uh, in this issue, we get Ben Grimm. He's now an agent of Shield. And he is trying to track down Doom. Do you think he remembers being the wall? Um, or Johnny uh, remembers being the sun? Like, do you think these people... I don't think they remember. Nope. No, no, no. And and I guess... So, does this mean that um, Ben Grimm is no longer going to be on the Guardians of the Galaxy? Nope. Because they're on Earth. You're not reading Guardians, are you? Uh, I've read the, the newest issue. Um, so, they're stuck on Earth. Their ship in one of the battles in Civil War... The ship exploded, so they have no way of getting back out into space, which I call bullshit on that. That's but that's the premise now. I call bullshit. Is Rocket hates Earth, and now he's stuck. That's what his book's going to be about. Star Lord's book is going to be about him being back on Earth. Now Ben Grimm is an agent of Shield. I call bullshit on that, but whatever. Uh, I think it's a really good number one. I think you should take a chance on it. Um, I've been a fan of Doctor Doom for a long time, and I really am excited to see this. So we're kind of running out of time. Do you have anything you want to add about Doctor Doom? No, but I do want to say yes. We want to get to this one. I want to get to this one book. Yes. Uh, so Kate Leth is a writer, and she writes both Patsy Walker Hellcat, which was a brand new number one at issue eleven for new readers. And she also writes uh, this book called Spell on Wheels for Dark Horse. This is number one, came out last week. Story by Kate Leth, art by Megan Levins, colors by Marissa Louise, letters by Nate Picos of Blambot. And the cover was done by Ming Doyle. Uh, it's a five-issue miniseries. I highly recommend. I got to pre-read it, and I've been looking forward to it because I wanted him to read it. And he's sometimes iffy when I tell him to read things. But um, I told you to read Power Up number one, and you liked that. Yes. So imagine, imagine uh, Charmed, this TV show Charmed, mixed with The Craft, and it's a road movie almost. It's like Crossroads. 
Yeah. It's, but they're witches. But they're witches. And Britney Spears isn't near with it. Thank God. Yeah. And it's very, it, what I liked about it is it's very, like from the first issue, you know everything that's going on except for one crucial element, and that is who the big baddie is. And that's fine because you always have to kind of build up to your to your suspense of what's going to happen. But everything else is laid out for you 100%. It was an easy book to get into. Uh, the subject matter was awesome. I think I liked all of the characters, their powers. They're all different. Seemed... One of the things... Exactly. They don't read with the same voice. All the characters have little bit of intricacies in their personalities, which is one of the things I noticed right away. Because in a lot of books, it's the same voice. All the girls sound alike. Exactly. And that's what I liked about this book. Like, their body types are different. The way they act. Uh, just everything about these characters is really interesting. Like, I, at first I was just kind of like, I don't know. Um, but the premise is just so interesting, and I was a fan of the craft, you know. And I was a uh, and I was a fan of um, of Charmed, and it's like okay, you know, it's like it's like a modern retelling of 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 that of those uh, these witches and mutants type. Because I think someone's a mutant too. I don't know. This is just like I think it's all dealt with magic, but it's various types of magic. It's a really good book. And the and premise have- is these three girls live together. Someone breaks into their house, steals stuff. And now they're on a hunt to try to find it. But there's someone bigger involved. But is that the only reason why this happened? No. And that's the thing. Like there's this there's it it's unfolding. And that's what I like about it. Like I, I was I was turning the pages and I was like, okay, this is really kind of interesting. Like I was like, huh, this is really fun. And it didn't it didn't it didn't take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's strong female archetypes. I really enjoyed it i think if, if you're looking for something new to take to take a chance on spell on wheels that's not you know superhero and it's a little bit occult but not so occult that it will turn people off i think you should really give this one a try i i really enjoyed it i'm glad um i'm glad you told me to read that i was because he was like you have to read this one you have to read this one when he says that i'm thinking okay this bitch probably done read it already and i was like okay i did and then and so i was like okay if he really likes it i'm probably gonna like it too and and i, I want to say it's I read the Hellcat today and her voice as a writer two completely different one I think one is because it's hers yep and the other is a property yep and I am not going to say anything negative about this book except I probably won't read it again but that was the that's the thing I think there are certain people who can make the transition from creator-owned to company-owned a lot better than others. I think Kirkman tried it, and he didn't like it with, with, with what he did with some of the X-Men. He yeah. did it for a while, didn't like it. Um, there's a couple other people that I can't... I think uh, Remender did it, but he likes... Like, creator-owned is where you got to go now if you want anything kind of creative, and that's not on that bicycle that I was talking about last week. I do want to say, though, um, for, for the Patsy Walker Hellcat, this does have an audience. Um we were talking about the the audience that it has, and we learned it's not us. <laughs> uh, that was fun. Yeah. All righty, my friends. So I just want to give you our, our quick shout-outs to our sponsors. I want to give a special thanks to Terry Miller, who does all the music for the show. Thank you, Terry. I want to thank Gene Gilmet, who does all of the art for the show. You can find him at rltpress.com, or you can find him on uh, cbrcomicresources.com in their column, The Line It Is Drawn. I want to also say thank you to Club Card Printing, 
at clubcarprinting.com. They're the ones who do all of the printed materials you see here. I want to give a special thanks to Club Card, uh, special thanks to whatever comics located at 548 Castro Street, located at 548 Castro Street between 18th and 19th. You're killing it. I am. I was typing something to Joshua. Um, yeah, check us out on the web under whateverstoreonline.com or head to Facebook, Whatever Store Inc. Or no, just Whatever Store. Bye. 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 Bye.